Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. And welcome to the Best Down Camp, a Runiverse read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Riordan in timeline order. I'm your host, Fran, and welcome to the show. Today we continue our timeline journey with the Kane Chronicles, The Red Pyramid, Chapter 35, Men Ask for Directions and Other Signs of the Pure... The, oh God, of the Apocalypse, and Chapter 36, Our Family is Vaporised, which are from Sadie's point of view. As always, I have my points to focus on, so today, well, as linked last week, all we've got really is narrative and generally what I thought of it. But to begin, here's the synopsis. While being shown a vision that has an open seat for Carter as Pharaoh, Sadie wakes up to find Zia worried about Amos's role with Set. As they head towards Set's pyramid, things just get worse and worse until eventually they lose the last thing they have. Amos. Again, not the best overview synopsis sort of situation for these two chapters, but you don't have to worry much because, again, we have the chapter-by-chapter breakdown. So don't worry, we'll be getting to that as soon as. Uh, A reminder again, I'm sorry I'm going to be doing this probably a little bit now. Uh, If you can support this podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash a healthy dose of Fran. Again, I'm unemployed. I'm hoping to make this a more full-time sort of thing. So if you can support this podcast that way, please do so. Can't support financially. Don't worry. Let people know what is happening with this podcast and hopefully more listeners will help. Maybe sponsorships come in. We'll see. We'll see what happens. (laughs) But uh, anyway, I just wanted to say, and again, for all the listeners who have been sticking around for the last two years or have just been recently joining in, thank you so, so much. And here is the next, to the next multiple years. Oh my god, my words are so bad. It's very late as I'm recording this, so uh, please forgive me. And also apologies if you hear any banging. We are currently going through a uh, pandemic clear out of just going through everything at the house. So my mum is currently doing that in the other room. So if you can hear any banging, that's her and I'm not dying. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into these chapters. So first up, we've got chapter 35. Men ask for directions and other signs of the apocalypse. And here is the overview for chapter 35. Sadie takes a nap and her bar goes on a trip. Isis takes her back to London's obelisk, (laughs) I can't say that word, before transporting her to a vision of an empty throne. It is here Isis tells her that she must help guide Carter to to become the next pharaoh, just as Isis did with Horace. Waking up to Zia, the two girls share an interaction where Zia warns her about trusting too easily and offers to give her the secret name to use on Amos. Sadie, too busy arguing, says she will use it at the right time, but just then Amos arrives and they're on their way to set. 
Dun, 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 dun. Um, that's basically this overview. So I do like that we're finally getting like a proper interaction between Zia and Sadie. Um, I just had a thought. I don't think this conversation passed the Bechdel test. Let me have a look. Hold on. <laughs> it, just, it just occurred to me that I don't think it does. Um, let's have a look. See. Let's have a look. See. Let's have a look. See. Um. No. No. Oh my God! It doesn't. It does not. It somewhat does because I actually know they're still talking about Amos. Yeah. So they. Yeah. It doesn't pass the Bechdel test. We haven't had a conversation. Oh, their conversation isn't past the Bechdel test. I haven't checked for others. Maybe I should have. Oh well, because um, they're all t they're both talking about men <laughs> in the conversation. They don't actually have a proper girl interaction where it's not about the men in their lives. In this case, being Carter and Amos. Um, now <laughs> we're back on. Fran has a thing against Sadie. Maybe it's because she's English, and that's why I've got a vendetta against her because. I don't know. Anyway, it's probably because she is English, but also she's just really irritating. Um, and at this point, I'm really done with her because, as per usual, <laughs> she is talking shit unnecessarily about Carter. Um, this whole vision that she has with Isis, where, okay, she makes a good point of like, why aren't, uh, why isn't she the one being prepared to be Pharaoh? Um, firstly, actually, no, that's straight away. And uh, good point for you know women ruling the world and stuff because as they should but also Sadie you have shown no reason or capabilities to actually be able to lead anything you've shown that you are someone who doesn't take things seriously so yeah of course you wouldn't be fair right because you have no capabilities for being a leader but the way she instantly responds to the idea and she's like Carter my mess of a brother pharaoh I'm sorry, that was so unnecessary. Like, I know this whole sibling thing is just like, the siblings do take the piss out of each other. Siblings are mean to each other, but she has not shown a single level of kindness towards Carter at this point. And it's actually angering me because Carter is actually trying. He has opened up himself to her. He has shown a side of himself that she's never seen before and he's probably never been able to do with a single person outside of their dad whereas Sadie actually has friends he doesn't have anyone all he has right now is Sadie and Sadie does not respect him remotely she is going on and on in this scene about how Carter is not remotely good enough to be Pharaoh and quite literally think it's a hilarious and stupid idea like he has saved her life multiple times in this book, has shown himself as a capable person with coming up with smart ideas and plans, and continues to execute them pretty damn well. Sadie's been knocked out quite a few times now, and Carter has continued to fight against monsters so low, and she has the audacity, the audacity to talk shit about him about the mere idea of him being a pharaoh. I just, I'm get, I'm really sick and tired of her. I'm really tired of her now because it's just not necessary. Like she continues to not believe in Zia or trust Zia remotely when she's given her at this point, other than that comment back in the London Museum, 
which was so long ago now. Other than that one comment, Zia has shown no reason to not be trusted. She helped save them from the scorpion goddess. She helped get them out of the house of life when they were discovered to be godlings. She, you know, helped get rid of Desjardins. She helped to get rid of Sekhmet. She is helping them get to the, to the pyramid. She has Set's name. She has Set's name. The one thing they need to actually defeat this guy. And Sadie continues to not trust her. Like, Zia is helping them has what you need and firstly she doesn't let her speak and then she doesn't listen to what she's saying she keeps second guessing everything Zia is saying even though it's things that Sadie herself has thought in relation to Amos like even the truth feather thing is calling her a liar for saying that she believes in her uncle because it zapped her basically and she's like I do believe in him don't I am like clearly you don't <laughs> If even the truth, feather of truth is like, nah, bitch, you lying. And just the irony I want to talk about. So she has this whole thing of like, I don't know why I'm so defensive. Of, and Well, no, she doesn't say that. She basically goes on to say, it's like when you hear someone talking rubbish about your family, you immediately get defensive. And I'm like, it's a bit rich of Sadie to say she doesn't like hear someone, she doesn't like to hear someone talk badly about her family when... She herself talks badly about her family, but I guess it's somewhat different. But also, her racist grandparents talk rubbish and terrible things about her brother and her dad. Like, to the point that they wouldn't let Carter even inside their house on the day that they came to see Sadie. And yet, suddenly when it's Zia talking about her family, it's a problem. It's just, it's reeking of privilege to me in relation to like Zia and Carter have so much more in common than Sadie in that Zia has never had a true home. The House of Life has been her home. She doesn't remember anything else before that. Carter has never had a home either, except for the time when they were with their mum. Sadie has a home. Sadie has a life of living near the Thames. Pretty expensive area. So she's living in a family that has some kind of wealth. She has friends. She has stability. Yes, she has issues at school because of, you know, racism in London and the UK in general. But, like, she still has this level of privilege that Zia and Carter don't have. And she uses it. Like, she's just getting on my nerves at this point where everything she's just saying is a complete and utter contradiction. And I don't know if it's that Rick doesn't really know what to do with Sadie's character. Or he... Oh, I don't even know. It just feels like he doesn't know what to do with her character. Because she's... She's... She's giving me Talia vibes. But Talia was written so much better. In that she has the snark. It's kind of like what Talia and Percy would be. Like, Carter is a bit more Percy-like. but He's like Percy slash Grover. But, like... Sadie is sort of meant to be like a sort of tiny thing. There's meant to be a foil between her and Carter, as we've seen intermittently. But unlike Talia, she hasn't grown as a person remotely. She's just stayed exactly the same. And it's just... And she also then reverts back. Like, this whole thing I keep going back to, of the fact that she keeps talking about how... Um, actually, you know, she doesn't know if she can fully trust Amos because even he hit him, he said himself he doesn't know if he can be trusted. And yet, Zia is saying the exact same things, providing evidence 
of the exact same things and suddenly suddenly it's a problem i just sadie i know you're 12 but grow up get a brain i'm tired <laughs> and i'll stop talking about sadie well no i won't i'll talk about it later as well but that's another issue anyway actually no i don't think i will no no i think this is the last of sadie for this episode so <laughs> i'll get over it but let's get into the next chapter where the true issues that i'm having lie so let's go to chapter 36 our family is vaporized and here is the overview for chapter 36 heading into the eye of the storm the gang make their way towards the pyramid with the help of chaos magic from amos arriving at the pyramid they have to deal with a multitude of demons with amos taking the lead to defeat them the trio make their way to the center of the pyramid while there, they try to figure out a way to save their dad when Amos returns. Unfortunately, he isn't Amos anymore as he doubles over in pain. Set has arrived, and just as he says, Zia told them so. So, the only feedback I have for this chapter is always listen to Zia. And let's just get into the main focus, which is the narrative. And it is basically a continuation from what I was talking about last week. My honest thought of the narrative right now is that the, the, the story here and the narrative points right now are going so quickly and we only have five chapters left to defeat Set to save Amos, to save their dad, to figure out what's going on with Zia, for Sadie and Carter to deal with their godly things. And we have five chapters to do that in. And hold on, let me see how many pages that is. So 451, blah, 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 blah. Um, so there's 50 pages. We have 50 pages. To deal with it. So actually it's quite a lot of pages, but also that just means that it's, these chapters are going to be so long. They're going to be so long, aren't they? Um, actually, no, they're not even that long. They're like really short chapters. Well, some of them will be. Some of them will be long. It's just, yeah. Uh, I'm just really irritated because this has been built up so much longer. Like so much time has been wasted that could have been used to foreshadow Amos being set build up more his relationship w between Carter and Sadie so there can be more devastation there because we didn't really get many scenes with them with their uncle before all this build up better the relationship between Sadie and Carter because like I said there isn't been no development on Sadie's side for this relationship between her and Carter they're still basically almost exactly where they were at the start of this book relationship wise but I can already tell they're going to play it off as like, oh, we've grown so much as a family. I'm like, but you haven't. Show me where, other than with Carter, show me where you've grown as a family. Like, there's been so many wasted opportunities within this narrative. And considering how strong a start we had, it is really frustrating that it just ended up being bogged down in things that didn't need to be there. Like, this build up to the set thing should have been way more, in, like, way more important, really. But it just ended up kind of fading to the background in some areas. The narrative has just kind of lost itself after a while. And now we're at a point where things are just happening so fast. We don't have time to focus on any of the fallout. Like, the fact that Amos is set 
it's just it happened so quickly like we get the sudden suspicion of Amos only like three chapters three chapters earlier maybe four no, f three four chapters earlier am I correct hold on <laughs> I'm trying to remember where did Amos arrive um okay so yeah yeah okay so no it's four chapters it's been four chapters oh my god four four five four five hold on we're on chapter 35, 34, hold on, 36, 35, 34, 33, 32, okay, four chapters, actually, yeah, no, exactly, exactly four chapters since Amos returned, and is being a little bit suspicious, and that was the build-up that we had, and these chapters were really small as well, like, these last four chapters have been really short, so, that, which is why these episodes have actually been quite short, and that was meant to, that was our build up to learning that Amos was set. And again, it was shown really obviously, which I think is like a, a fault in the writing that it shouldn't have been made so obvious that set was possessing Amos. Like the last little bit, like in this section here, actually, when he uses chaos magic, that's a really good element here to be like, hey, wait, hold on, that's suspicious. But it's everything else that we've had prior to this is insanely suspicious. And so the the reveal here is it doesn't have as much impact as I feel it needed. Which is disappointing on really many levels, because this could have been a really interesting twist. And yet that's sort of basically like the Lucas Stellan sort of situation, but it just doesn't happen. It just kind of it's just kind of there and we just we don't really we're not surprised remotely and I think that's where the failing in the writing comes like it could have been built up so much better if they'd actually well if I say if they if Rick had actually kind of worked this thing because there was like a, I was saying and I've said it a lot of times there are lots of things that did not need to happen the whole Elvis situation didn't remotely need to happen the whole even going to Thoth that didn't need to happen and that was a good like nearly a hundred pages worth of stuff that did not need to happen so we could have used that time to actually build up the whole situation with Zia and the whole situation with Amos even doing the possible red herring of like all oh, discharges is looking a bit suspect as well build that up more if you want to have this twist of oh we thought it was discharges actually no it's Amos Amos was just trying to make it look like it was discharges that would have been interesting if Amos was in well obviously set as Amos playing with that like set was trying to make discharges look suspicious so they wouldn't suspect Amos that would have been interesting that would have been good to like you know build up but we don't <laughs> it doesn't happen like oh what was it so I'm trying to try and look so it's from probably yeah so 267 yeah so near well not 100 pages okay like 50 60 pages worth of stuff we didn't actually need like even hmm. no we did need to go to, to the underworld so the situation more obviously it's not called the underworld but there was just lots of stuff that definitely didn't need to happen that could have been used like we didn't need to necessarily get rid of these pages like it can still be the length that it is right now maybe a little bit shorter but just use those sections like those side quests that didn't need to happen to build up this whole situation with Amos and Zia. To get this development that we needed for these final sections. Because it's just... And it is... I know it's not going to be for everyone this issue. But just the fact that 
we have four or five chapters left and everything everything needs to be wrapped up almost completely in those last four or five chapters we need to have the battle was set and i know i'm repeating myself we need the battle was set we need to free their dad or figure out what's happening with their dad we need to find out what's going on with zia we need to find out how to deal with the house of life we need to figure out what's just going on in general like there are just multiple things that need to be dealt with in these last five chapters and yet i don't think we're gonna have time for them or if we do it's just gonna be rushed so much that we can't actually focus on what's happening within those stories uh, within the story and within the narrative because it's just gonna go by so quickly i'm just I'm, I'm so, we started off so strong rick where did what happened well, many. I've noticed this with some of the stories in general. It's not like it's just the King Chronicles. There are lots of like Battle of the Labyrinth, for example. Oh my God, so much wasted potential with Battle of the Labyrinth in so many ways. Like those last couple of chapters. It's the same here, actually. These last ten chapters have just dragged a little, and the development that could have been here of building up to these final, like these final situations, just haven't happened. And it was the same with Battle of the Labyrinth. It was the same, well, same with all of, basically the entirety of The Lost Hero. And so, it's just, it's something that I've noticed a lot with Rick's writing, but he just adds things that doesn't necessarily need to be there, just to give more for mythology, but also to give more side quests to bring in more monsters and, you know, things to do more fight scenes. And you don't really need lots of fight scenes. Like, we've had so many fight scenes just in the last couple of chapters alone. Like, you didn't really need, like, maybe you needed one of them. Maybe two. And not even two, you just needed one of them. You just needed the one against Desjardins. We didn't need Sekhmet, because that chapter was completely useless. We didn't need... Well, I know we've not had fight scenes in this in these two chapters, except for the stuff against the, the demons. But there's just the... It's, there's just a lot of wasted potential, and it is frustrating to me. Um... Because it could have been sorted with the with an editor. I think an editor should have picked this up, if I'm honest. Because, uh, particularly a dev developmental editor. Because lots of the things that have gone into this book were not needed for the development of the story. Or could have been done in a better way that was not drawn out in multiple chapters to get this information as a side quest. Like, I don't know. I think I'm just complaining now for complaining's sake. Um, I think I think I'm just disappointed because like it's starting off so strong and it's just fallen. It's not like it's bad. I'm still really enjoying the King Chronicles. It's just I can it's the fact that I can see where this could have been improved so much to make this more of a cohesive and more contained story that just had basically. I want chapters to have a reason to be there. If the chapter is just there because it just adds something interesting. To the story without even adding anything to the narrative it's a bit frustrating and can feel like every chapter you can have a few chapters that are just kind of there for just to kind of give the characters a bit of a break so and even the reader like a momentary sort of reprieve within a chapter i think that's fine but when it's an entire side quest within a book and not even one two entire side quests just to kind of pad out the story a little it's a problem at least for me again this is all subjective if you don't agree completely get it it's fine but i just wanted to put my thoughts out there because it's just something that's just i pick out a lot 
with Rick's writing of just there are lots of unnecessary things that are put into a narrative which in my opinion are just there to pad out a story probably maybe there was a word count or a page count Rick was given for each of these series to reach I don't know I don't really know how traditional publishing works in regards to things like that but it feels like that may have been the case so I don't know anyway so I'll stop talking now we'll get into the thing that you're all waiting for for me to shut up about in general get into it is this week's question of the episode and this is a direct to the point question of the episode which is did you suspect Amos so I want to know did you because I picked it up so easily even the first time I read it I was kind of like oh that's a bit disappointing but I want to know did you pick it up and were you surprised when it was when it turned out to actually be Amos. That's going up on our social media, so comment there or email in if you have more thoughts to say about this. Um, just a reminder to everyone, my short story, Echoes of the Past, which is a prequel setup story for the Into the World series, the first series that is coming out with the first novel coming this summer. Uh, it is up for pre-orders and the story is actually officially publishing February 23rd. So if you're interested in my own writing and want to turn me to pieces like I do this series, go pre-order it and I would love to hear your thoughts. It is, does actually have a Goodreads page which I'll also be linking in the episode show notes so uh, check it out. Echoes of the Past by Francesca McMahon. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for joining me for these chapters. Be sure to join me next Wednesday as we continue our own verse journey. To plug where you can find our podcast, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Stitcher, and basically where we listen to your podcasts. In the meantime, between episodes, you can find the Best Damn Camp on various social media at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me with your thoughts on the episode, you can email the Best Damn Camp at hotmail.com, or if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash a healthy dose of Fran, which is linked in the episode show notes for things like early access to episodes and other exclusive perks. Want more Royalverse content? Check me out on YouTube at a healthy dose of Fran. And if you want to support my writing career, drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Again, thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter, and I'll see just me to you all next time. Bye.